Our reading today is from Colossians chapter 3 verses 18 through to verses chapter 4 verse 1. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, or they may lose heart. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched and in order to please them, but wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it, as done for the Lord and not for your masters, since you know that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You serve the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for whatever wrong has been done, and there is no partiality. Masters, treat your slaves justly and fairly, for you know that you also have a master in heaven. Here ends the reading. Good morning. Good to see you here this morning. Uh, I wonder if you've ever had one of those dreams uh, where you're in a familiar scenario and you're not wearing any clothes. One of, the <laughs> one of those dreams where you suddenly realize that you're in the middle of class or in the middle of something and you're naked. Maybe you haven't had one of those dreams. What about when you're in public? Maybe you've been wearing something as a guy you might identify with it and you can't remember whether you've done up your fly or not. So you might turn around and, and discreetly just check. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you've ever had a wardrobe malfunction. Uh, I have put a picture up there of a malfunctioning wardrobe if it yep there we go uh, but often wardrobe malfunctions are a little bit more embarrassing than that <laughs> when, when celebrities have wardrobe malfunctions it's often with actresses wearing dresses that maybe need a little bit more material to hold them together or singers uh, who do a move and find out that the material they're wearing doesn't quite hold up to the action that they're completing have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction? I remember going to a party once and a friend was wearing his dad's purple suit that his dad wore to the wedding and he did a dance move on the floor and his pants split in two and he was wearing bright yellow jocks and everyone saw what was underneath and it was terrible. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you've ever had a wardrobe malfunction. And when you have a wardrobe malfunction, what you think about is the quality of your clothes. Uh, now, I'm sure all of you have probably by now figured out certain brands that you like, certain brands that fit you well, uh, brands that uh, you enjoy wearing that you know are not going to actually uh, fall apart when you're wearing them. Uh, we find that good clothes tend to have a reputation uh, for being good clothes, and if they don't, <laughs> then, well, it doesn't work out. What, what, what I've found recently is, though, even though something might be a, a brand name, you don't necessarily know whether it was made in the same factory as the cheap clothes. And uh, what happens as a result is you pay three, four times as much money for something that lasts exactly the same amount of time. So we look for things that have quality clothes, and when things don't measure up to the standard of quality that we think that they should have, we, we tend to write them off. 
Uh, and there's probably things that you'll say, oh, don't ever buy clothes from there. They, they don't last or they, they don't look good. They're one wash and they've shrunk into half the size. Maybe you buy those clothes still three sizes bigger because you know they'll shrink into a quarter of the size. What am I getting at here? Uh, well, as Christians, I think uh, most of the world has seen Christians having wardrobe malfunctions. Uh, what, does that, what does that mean? It means that the clothes we're wearing uh, have gaps that appear when we're before others. Wardrobe malfunctions. What, what, what does that look like? It's that instead of being clothed with Christ, we're clothed with these old clothes that we were meant to have gotten rid of. Uh, when we think of the death and resurrection of Christ, uh, what we leave in the tomb is what he left in the tomb, grave clothes. Uh, what is made new is a new person with new clothes and a new way of being in the world. So what's the world experienced when they've experienced war wardrobe malfunctions? They've experienced Christians wearing uh, clothes uh, they're not the new clothes in Christ. And so a lot of the world has written off Christianity because they've seen Christians uh, have wardrobe malfunctions. And what does a wardrobe malfunction look like? Whenever you don't love someone in the way that Christ would love them, and whenever someone doesn't know a little bit of God's love through you as a Christian, you've had a wardrobe malfunction. Whenever you speak or say something that is unkind, you've had a wardrobe malfunction. Even when you begin to think of it, that's the, the root of a wardrobe malfunction about to happen. And so a lot of the world's experienced this at the hand of Christians and written off Christians uh, because we don't seem to be wearing what they think are quality clothes. Now, what the world has really experienced is when you go on that trip to Asia or Thailand or even Queen Vic Market... You can buy the, the real fake, right? <laughs> the, the brand name clothes that weren't actually ever the brand name clothes to begin with. And so what I think people have experienced is Christians not wearing the clothes that have been bought for them in Christ. And so what they've actually experienced is what I like to call church clothes. <laughs> what are church clothes? Uh, when you get up on a Sunday morning and you put on particular clothes to wear to church to appear in a particular way before other people, I call them church clothes. Uh, while on the inside, uh, you may not be feeling good. And when I'm not feeling great, I like to put on clothes that make me feel a little bit better. Uh, but Christians put on the outside clothes that might look good. But on the inside, there's something not quite right. It's, it's when we love someone with our words, but it's quite obvious that we don't love someone, that we're wearing church clothes. Uh, but actually, in Christ, we are given new clothes. Uh, when, when I had the weekend off unexpectedly with COVID and we didn't get to look at the first half of Colossians 3, uh, I did not put on what I would call my church clothes, the clothes I love being in front of other people with. And so that means if you came to the door and rang the bell, I'd be immediately thinking, who is it? What clothes do I need to be wearing in order to impress them? And so when we put on church clothes, we're, we're often thinking about 
the approval of other people, aren't we? What other people will think about us. And so as soon as we're not around other people, what do we put on? <laughs> Tracky dacks, the, the clothes that we feel most comfortable in, which is the, the clothes that we feel we're not having to fake things with. We're just ourselves. But uh, when we're putting on church clothes for other people, we're looking to other people for approval. Here in this passage, it gives a, an overarching instruction that informs Colossians 3. Uh, whatever you do, uh, whatever task you put yourselves to, so we're on page 958, Colossians 3, verse 23. Whatever task you put yourselves into, uh, put it yourselves into it as done for the Lord and not for your masters. The instruction to slaves is, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched and in order to please them, but whole heartedly what does that term mean wholeheartedly it's not just an outside change it's coming from a deep inward desire so a lot of the world uh, experiences christians wearing uh, clothes they're not the clothes of christ so I wonder when you look at your wardrobe uh, whether there's too much stuff in it. I was looking at my wardrobe earlier this week and thinking there's just too many things in there. And so I was able to look at it and go, so these are some things that I think someone else could wear. These are some things that no one ever should wear again and I probably shouldn't be holding on to them. Uh, these are some things that could be used as painting rags. Some clothes need to be thrown out. I think when we have an experience with someone else and it doesn't work out well, as in we experience a mal wardrobe malfunction from them or they experience a wardrobe malfunction from us, we, we might think that we just need to sew things up or make things right. That's what church clothes look like. Uh, the, the appearance on the outside of things being right without the inside being changed. Uh, we, we see an example from Jesus where he, he says, uh, you, you don't take a new cloth and sew it on an old garment because what happens is the new cloth shrinks and the old garment is already pre-shrunk, so it doesn't work. So when we have a wardrobe malfunction and other people experience us behaving in ungodly ways towards other people, our temptation is to go, oh, I just mucked up. I need to sew something on here, make it right, and next time I'll do better. But actually, what we need is to be clothed in the clothes of Christ. So how, how do I dress in Christ's clothes? Uh, verse 5 of Colossians, Put to death, therefore whatever in you is earthly, put to death. That is, put in the incinerator the clothes that haven't produced a result that looks good. When we have clothes that are earthly and they, they don't look good on us, we get rid of them. When we have clothes that are earthly and there's too many holes in them, we get rid of them. So why in Christ would we keep the clothes that Christ has dealt with? So we're called to get rid of clothes 
these old clothes, verse 5, put to death on account uh, on, a, on account of these, so on account of living in ungodly ways, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient, but the grace is extended to who? Those who are clothed in Christ. At our 9 a.m. service, uh, we'll wear the, the white robes. Uh, that's symbolic of our standing before God. The, the, the priest will wear white. Uh, we all as Christians get to wear white before God as we are clothed in Christ because we're in right standing with him because of his grace that washes us white as snow. But, verse 8, you must get rid of all the other things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive language from your mouth. Don't lie to one another. See to it that you've stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourself with the new clothing which has been renewed in the knowledge renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator so the the, the new clothes uh, come as we are inwardly renewed so the temptation is to find uh, sew up clothes make them look good the way of putting on new clothes in jesus is is a way of our inner self being renewed when I uh, function badly with other people and people experience a wardrobe malfunction where I've engaged with them and not loved them well and they identify it to me, uh, <laughs> verse 13 really helps. If you're looking, uh, so we're on page 958, verse 13, it says uh, to those who are God's chosen holy ones, who have clothed themselves in compassion, highness, humility, meekness and patience, bear with one another, and if you have a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Uh, so that's speaking to someone who's dealing with someone who's had a wardrobe malfunction themselves. So how do I then, as a Christian, turn that around and apply that to me when I'm the one that is having wardrobe malfunctions in front of others? Well, I experience the forgiveness that comes from the Lord. When you know forgiveness, it, it means that you actually have to know that you've done something wrong. Uh, when we don't love someone else well, there's something wrong with the clothes that we're wearing. It's not that we've just mucked up. There's something wrong with the clothes that we're wearing and we need to before the Lord say, God, help me to identify what it is that I'm wearing that is not of you so that I can take that garment, remove it, and put it where grave clothes belong. And what is that process? I come before God and I God say, God, forgive me for what I've done. Not just to the other person, forgive me for how I've offended you, but God, forgive me for what I have done. Please show me if there's any way in me that is not of you so that i may discard that as well and what, what's forgiveness and repentance about it's about us seeing the old and turning away from it to a new way of living new life so that old clothes would remain old and not worn and new clothes will be worn in christ what's the good news there you get to buy new clothes <laughs> what's the better news there you don't pay money for it it's free in jesus What's the greater news? It's going to look good on you and it's not going to wear out. 
in Christ, where you're given new eternal clothes that last forever. That when other people experience them, they go, I don't know what it is about this person, but they're really nice. They're really kind. They're really compassionate. They remind me of this person called Jesus. They're the clothes that we're offered. And so when we stuff up, that's okay. God wants to meet us in that place of brokenness in order that we may discard brokenness at the cross and take up life. And as we discard the old, we say, God, work in my heart that I will be renewed from the inside out. Don't just sew a little bit of cloth on me. Make me all together new that I may represent you well. And so that's the, the way of, of Christ. How does God, what does God want us to wear? Uh, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience. Uh, bear with one another. Uh, verse 14, above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds everyone together in perfect harmony. Uh, that is, we, we need the love of God and we need to be continually reminded of God's love for us that we would clothe ourselves in that. And then uh, let the peace of Christ uh, rule in your hearts to which you are indeed called in one body. Why do we need the peace of Christ to, to rule in our hearts? Have you ever experienced a wardrobe malfunction from someone else? I don't know if you're a fight or flight person. I'm a, I'm a stand and fight kind of person. Uh, when I experience a wardrobe malfunction from someone else, I immediately do not feel peace. So why is Paul telling us, uh, clothe yourself with love and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart? It's because when other people wear clothes that offend us, we actually need the peace of God to enable us to respond in a godly way. That is, we, we learn patience in that place, but we also learn that the peace of Christ is able to rule over our responses to other people, even when it's hard. And that's, so that's good news, but it doesn't mean that it's always easy to love people that are hard to love. And so we need to learn what it looks like to let the peace of Christ and the love of God to dwell with us and rule over us. It's in that moment that we're really submitting to God as our master and he is working powerfully in us in order that we may love someone well. Uh, what else do we do as we put on the clothes of Christ? Uh, be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That is, we don't just read Christ's word on a Sunday. We allow it to minister to us through the week that it would dwell in us richly. That what we think of is the words of Christ. Uh, why do we do that? So that we can teach and admonish others with gentleness and respect, but also that we can teach and admonish ourselves. That the old clothes, the grave clothes will be put where they belong and that we would take up new clothes in Christ as he clothes us with love and renews us from the inside out. And then he continues and he says, uh, with gratitude in your heart, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Uh, so what happens then? When we experience difficulty in life, what we need is a refixing of attention. Uh, we don't need it just once a week. Uh, we need it regularly. Whenever you find yourself either 
malfunctioning yourself or the victim of other people uh, having wardrobe malfunctions. What we actually need is this, gratitude in our hearts. What is it? Gratitude that uh, our sins were dealt with on the cross, that our grave clothes are left in the tomb, and that we get to experience the resurrection life that someone else needs but hasn't yet got. And that, that gives us the patience as we recognize where we are in relationship to other people and in relationship to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus. So wearing clothes that remind you of who you represent. That you will give thanks and give thanks to God the Father through him. Now we have this really difficult passage that we just read this morning that I've not yet dealt with. Uh, what's that all about? How does this fit into the context of this passage? Wives, be subject to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Children, obey your parents. Fathers, don't provoke your children. Slaves, obey your masters. What does it sit into the context of it? It sits into verse 11. Uh, the, the Christians have experienced something new in Christ. In the renewal, there is no longer Greek and Jew, the divisions of society. Uh, there's no longer circumcised and uncircumcised, no longer barbarian and Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all in, in all. In Christ, we are all one. Uh, we are all free. We have one Lord and Master, that is uh, our, our Lord Jesus Christ. What, what does that mean for someone that hears that news in a society that functions differently? So this was written to the, to the people in Colossae to instruct them in order to, how, to live in an ongoing way in order that they would wear the clothes of Christ without having, uh, causing other people to stumble. Uh, if you have an employee that works for you and that they know that they're free from you as a boss, and uh, they only have to, then they will potentially just do whatever they want. And a slave who know, knows that they're free is probably not going to actually submit to a master because they, if they've fully consumed that knowledge, then that freedom is going to affect how they submit. So, so what's Paul saying here to the church in this particular time is saying actually continue to live in the relationships that you have respecting the order of the society that you live in it's not saying this is an eternal order that needs to continue slavery got rid of is a is a great thing and so paul's not trying to make that point but a slave that sees that they have freedom and doesn't obey their master their witness to their master is i don't know about these christians they're not great people because this slave has gone off and they're doing their own thing. And I don't like slaves who become Christians. Now, what happens if a slave becomes a Christian, is following Christ, and is the best slave that they possibly could be? And we need to kind of take away the, the slavery image from today and see someone as a slave as someone that serves someone wholeheartedly with their life. The, the person that's a Christian that is... Uh, serving wholeheartedly with the Lord as their master, not the slave master as their master, is going to bear great witness. And the slave master is going to go, what is it about that slave that they actually serve far and above better than any other person? And 
as he asks the question, he'll, he'll discover that the slave has found Christ. Now, the end point for the, for the slave and the master is that they'll be set free from slavery and they'll figure out a better relationship because the master will know that they no longer need to enslave someone to get the best work out of them, right? Here we have wives relating to husbands. Be subject to your husband as is fitting in the Lord. That, that's a reasonably palatable uh, phrase. Uh, is it saying that wives always need to be subject to husbands? Not at all. It's saying for, for a wife who's come to know Jesus, who's in relationship with her husband, it does not make sense to disrupt that relationship because everyone will call you a bad wife rather than seeing that you're a wife that has been changed by love. So you see, in order to serve someone, you need to love someone. And the person that is able to serve someone best is the person that is able to love them best. And so uh, Paul is wanting to change uh, the, the way that these uh, people think about how change happens. Change happens from the inside out. The slave showing the master that there's a different way of relationship. The wife showing the husband that there's a different way of relationship. The father showing the children that there's a different way of relationship as the children obey their parents, even though they're free. Fathers, it says, do not provoke your children. What's the Christian father likely to do? To see a, a, a child who has done the wrong thing and expect outside behavior without realizing that for children, even children, the way of change is a change from the inside that is then reflected on the outside. So what does it require in all these relationships? It's put on the clothes of Christ. Bear with one another in patience and kindness, forgiving, loving, clothing yourself with new clothes. Uh, even that needs new clothes from the inside, not the outside. So, so it's very easy to just deal with outside things and think when the outside things stop showing themselves, uh, that the <laughs> inside things are dealt with. The, the truth of the matter is uh, that doesn't work. Uh, for, for many years, Christians have thought it's about wearing church clothes instead of Christ's clothes and appearing. And we know that that doesn't work, that what happens uh, when people are not seen is not what is of Christ. Instead, we need Christ's clothes we need to be clothed anew. So let me encourage you, next time uh, you experience a wardrobe malfunction from someone else, put on patience, put on love, remind yourself that you're a forgiven person well and love them in the way that Jesus loved you. Expect of them what God wants for you. That is, change happens from the inside out, not the outside in. And next time you have a wardrobe malfunction before others, and it's going to happen, hopefully not in the clothing variety, realize that there's some clothes that you're wearing that need to be discarded. And actually there's some clothes that you need to put on that come from Christ. And they're only going to come from Christ. And as you do that, be confident that he will change you and that will fill you with hope and that, that will fill others with hope that he, Jesus is very much alive. Jesus is very much still about resurrection now. And one day you'll have new body, new clothes 
uh, when he returns. But in the meantime, with him, we get to partner with this world being changed by people that are clothed in Christ.